Get ready. Get set. McDonald. Ah, the pitter-patter of little feet as they hurry towards our famous McDonald's hamburgers is music to our ears. We are now about to put that same enthusiasm into larger feet. Now, for fathers who like hamburgers, announcing children, new from McDonald's, and on the side, McDonald's special barbecue sauce. Delicious. Children, we put all the dark meat in a silver foil package and all the light in a gold foil package so everyone can have just what they want. New from McDonald's, children. Now, more than ever. McDonald's is my place. Yeah, we're good. We're rolling. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to Project Archivist. We may be interviewing a lunatic tonight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing. We're interviewing a gentleman that, well, let me put it this way. In everybody's life, there's a point where they have to take some kind of a journey of maybe self-discovery, you know, going off to Wait, find that, something. That's that's what you're that's what you're going with, self discovery. Well, I'm getting there. Hold on, just just go, <laughs> just, just go on this journey with me. <laughs> for some people, it's going off to college, or for some people, it's going into the Peace Corps. Some people, it's traveling across the country. For some people, trying to find themselves, find the answers to the world, or find their place in the universe. For some people, it's trying to find out what happened to McDonald's pizza. <laughs> I, sure. So tonight we're going to be interviewing a gentleman by the name of Brian Thompson, who has a podcast called Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's. I know. <laughs> I know what you're thinking right now. What the hell? Why would we do something like this? This guy has started a podcast. I think he's up to like 38 episodes right now where this guy discovered that at one time McDonald's used to make pizza. Now, in my part of Detroit, where I live, in my area, I know, I don't recall McDonald's ever having pizza. 40 episodes. 40 episodes. And they're not actually all about finding McDonald's pizza. Some of them are about remote viewing and trying to find a stolen copy of Willow and then calling a Christian paraline and trying to get guidance and help so that he doesn't become taken over by demons as he tries to remote view what happened to the video store's copy of Willow that was stolen mm. while looking to find out what happened to McDonald's pizza. <laughs> it's something. So, yeah, we don't know where this is going to go, but as always with us, every once in a while we like to go off the beaten path and just take a look out there and say, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so that's where we're going with this episode. But in the meantime, Lobo, I'm going to ask you a question. And yeah. I want you to tell me what comes to mind when I bring this up to you. So when I say to you the words Mother's Day, what, what comes to mind with Mother's Day? What, what are the things that you think about when, you know, when, when Mother's Day is coming? Why are you ambushing me like this? I'm just what, are the, what comes to mind? Um, I have a parental unit that happens to be in me. A what? <laughs> your your Skype your signal cut out. A parental unit. My female parental unit can't yes. stand me. Okay. Is that because I you... have a wife that gave birth to three lovely children? You don't think about you know like little like little cards from the kids. Mom, I love you. Nope. You don't think about uh, I didn't stuff? grow up with that. No, I was in a so, cult. There was no Mother's Day. Yeah, but your kids, I'm sure, give mom cards and stuff. Correct. We buy Day? mom stuff. Okay. All right. Do you think of KFC? Colonel Sanders? 
original recipe, no. extra crispy, secret nope. spices and herbs and stuff I, like that? No, no. Rojan, I can't say that I do. How about romance novels? Do you ever think of romance oh novels? Oh, my God, no. Don't even bring that up. Don't even bring that up. What is it, For Love of the Wing or something like that? Romance yes. the Wing or something? So They just covered this on Good Mythical Morning. KFC releases Colonel Sanders' romance novel for Mother's Day. And as we have previously established on this show, Colonel Sanders is a time lord. Because every once in a while, you'll see Colonel Sanders just turn into somebody else. For a little while, it was Norm MacDonald. Now it's somebody else, and I think it's somebody Jim else Gaffigan. again. It was, yeah. it was George Hamilton. And so Colonel Sanders decided to release a free romance novel called The Wings of Desire. And it's, it's available like 75 for, pages, isn't it? Yeah, and it's available for free on Amazon. Let me read this. Looking for a gift for Mother's Day? Kentucky Fried Chicken may have you covered. The fast food chain revealed a romance novel written by Colonel Sanders just in time for Mother's Day. The 96-page Tender Wings of Desire. And I said that sexually. Everybody get that image in your head. The Wings of Desire. I know about four of our listeners that are hearing me say that right now that are getting aroused in some way, shape, or form. Some of them may be in Texas. Uh, is set in a Victorian England and available on Amazon for free. The novel centers on Lady Madeline Parker, who must choose between a life of order and a man of passion. That man being Harland, a handsome sailor with a mysterious past. I'm not saying he's gay. Mother's Day happens to what? be KFC's best-selling day of the year. The company said in, in Japan? a statement. The company novel, the, 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 and the romance, yeah, you totally threw me off there. And the romance Good. novel is part of a promotion for a $20 fill-up special. This Mother's Day, let the Colonel Sanders take care of dinner and mom's fantasies by giving her a tender wings of desire. A shirtless man says in an ad promoting the book, I do not want to give my mother a book where she's going to be getting aroused pertaining to chicken. Actually, chicken. every every part of that sounds wrong. Chicken. This chicken. book has four out of five stars on Amazon. Some of the fans of the book have called it deliciously crisp writing and free-range love, but other readers are not as pleased. The colonel did not satisfy me, confessed one reader. I was curious about these reviews. So what I decided to do is actually go to Amazon so if you'll go over to your chat window in the Skype window right now, we're going to send uh, that over. I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to look at some of the reviews. Uh, let's go with the first one-star rating. Tender Wings of Desire is a book as sneak, as sneak King as Xbox games. I don't understand what Sneak King means. I don't know what this means. There's no words on it. What does that mean? Uh, Madeline is a woman born into the wrong family at the wrong time. She dreams of having a career, marrying her, uh, marrying for love, but instead is forced to spend her days embroidering and gossiping with her sister Victoria in England, Victoria in the English countryside. When her hand of marriage is requested by a rich, handsome, yet apparently boring duke named Reginald, Madeline, this is an incredibly long, this is a serious, real, actual long review. Let's just go down to the bottom where it actually says about it. Read more. My God, there's seven paragraphs in this review. It it's is not a review. It is unclear what time period the story <sighs> takes place in. Surely it is bygone era because everyone takes care to say do not instead of don't. People, people name their horses things like Paris, Parisophone? Persephone? Whatever. I am an idiot, and I cannot read, and that would be Persephone. Back to the show. And there is a long scene in which Madeline is dressed by a servant in a corset and hoop skirt, yet the cover depicts her in a blue jeans and a sweater from Kohl's. This is historic fiction with a bit of war wardrobe time travel. It's a book from KFC! Okay. 
Let's read a good review. Uh, deliciously crisp writing. Reading this novel is akin to eating a bucket of Colonel Sanders chicken. The sensation is overwhelming, and yet you still want more. I eagerly await the sequel novel, Fifty Shades of Gravy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, finger licking good read. Of all the novels written by a fictional chicken magnet, Colonel's... I've read today, this one is by far the best. Uh, the Colonel didn't satisfy me. I was expecting tender breasts and juicy thighs. Perhaps a bit of finger-licking goodness. Instead, I got touchy, tough, dry, reed-licking, lacking spice. So anyhow, I could go on and on. Please don't. And I will. Uh, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm kidding. I am kidding. So this anyway. is just, I just can't. I mean, really? <laughs> did you, you click the review, didn't you? You did it. You did click it. Read one. You clicked it. Go on. Tender Wings of Desire is to books as Sneak King is to Xbox games. That's what I just That's read. That's what one, I read. It got one star, Ro. It's not a good book, Ro. I know that. It's from KFC. I'm not expecting it to be a good book. Do you actually think I'm going to take credence that a one star, that a, a romance novel written by Colonel Sanders, a chicken joint, Dude, is supposed to be good? Dude, the gray blew up. That's all I have to say. It exploded. And that's a mm. shitty novel. Shitty. <laughs> Maybe this is so better. yes, I would hope a chicken would do better than that. Yeah, this is better. I don't know. So anyways, um, we were talking last week off of the air, which got us started on this because I brought up there's a new pizza chain called Blaze Pizza, which makes really fast. I haven't tried it yet. You have we're not tried it yet? <sighs> okay. Anyways. Well, let's move on real quick. Uh, I did get one email. Uh, I take that back. Wow, I got one. three. No, I got three. I got a, I got a couple of contacts where people are are like they're like I can hear you typing in the background, and yep. I can hear lots of mouse clicks. Yep. The the that's reason all you <laughs> that mine doesn't have a mouse and the keys don't make noise. Exactly. And most of the time <laughs> when you're typing, it's because you're typing you're texting to Aaron while she's talking to you as we're recording. Me, I'm usually going through my notes that's and a, stuff no, on the computer. No, that doesn't happen. That does that, happen. You go back up. That doesn't happen. That does happen. You will not hear clicking at all as it's being done on my phone, and there's no noise. But we are acknowledging that you do manage to somehow text the fans during the recording process of the show. I try to, but... Because some of us have female fans. Oh, stop. Uh, you go hanging out with guys at bars. Oh, God, That's Paul. That's not my Paul. problem, is it? Yeah, so this week... You know what? We'll, <laughs> we'll save that story. I got to hang out with listener Paul from Pennsylvania this week. An incredibly nice, ex extremely nice, but extremely intense dude. Very, very cool guy. But we're going to go into that after we get done recording this portion. So anyways, we're going to jump into this interview here <laughs> with whatever happened to pizza at McDonald's. Again, we have no idea. By all means, if you would like to stop now and go download a couple of episodes just to get a flavor for what we're about to go into, feel free to do it. The episodes are short. They're maybe eight minutes long and... <laughs> They start getting a little longer as you go along, and they're funny as hell. They're they're funny as he's got a real deadpanness to him, but I'm not sure if he's being deadpan because he it's almost creepy at times. It's uncomfortably weird at times. So he is achieving his goal. <laughs> so, anyways, let's jump into our interview with Brian, and we will see you guys at the other side. Bye bye. All right, so with us this week, we have Brian Thompson, host of the podcast Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's, probably one of the most unique and strangest subject matter podcasts that I've ever heard of, and the fact that you're at 38 episodes right now is kind of overwhelming. 
So um, thank you for being on Project Archivist and tell us about yourself and how you went on this strange journey to find pizza at McDonald's. Hi. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I guess now I'm at 40 episodes. So um, if you thought it would be uh, sort of a one and done deal, I'm afraid I have some. I bad honestly news did for expect you, you to it's, go that route. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny. It's a funny podcast. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I, um, I there's not really much of a story behind it other than I had just always been curious about McDonald's pizza. I sort of vaguely remembered that McDonald's had had served pizza at some point in the past, um, and I had never had it. And I just thought about it every so often, every few years or something. I don't know. It crossed my mind. And um, and then one night I was sitting around and I was just trying to come up with the stupidest possible idea for an investigative journalism podcast because it seems like there are a lot of podcasts out there where people who don't necessarily have any sort of investigative skills Hi, are, trying to, <laughs> <laughs> are trying to uh, solve mysteries, mostly murders. Um, but I was trying to think of what's the opposite of a murder as far as importance <laughs> and um, that's great level and yeah so I I just called a McDonald's and asked if they remembered if they so well first I asked if they serve pizza they say no and then I ask if they remember when McDonald's did serve pizza and they all say no and in fact more than once they've tried to fight with me. And tell me that McDonald's has never served pizza, that I must be mistaken. It's totally ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the mystery deepens and deepens. It's funny because when I was a kid, um, one of my boys that I grew up with, his father was a manager for McDonald's. And when they took the pizza out of the stores, uh, he ended up with one of the pizza ovens. And oh, we wow. used to, yeah, he used to be able to still get the stuff from whatever distributor he was using for a little while, and we'd make the pizzas at his parents' house with the oven. Oh, my God. Well, I should have you on the show. Because oh, that Jesus, is, no. That's an amazing, <laughs> that's an amazing No, you should. Story. Yes, you should. <laughs> I, I loved eating it. I mean, it was great. I used to get the pepperoni. Or not the pepperoni, the sausage. So what was it like? Can you describe it? Uh, it was... Kind of akin to Domino's pizza, only better. Because at the time, Domino's, at the same time when Domino's was making it during the, those years, Domino's was, the best way to describe Domino's pizza here was a cracker with uh, ketchup and melted baby soap. That's <laughs> yeah. what it, it was that terrible. That fantastic. I remember so, that. I remember that. In fact, do you guys remember like a couple of years ago, Domino's just completely tried to revamp their reputation yeah, yeah their the recipe and it, it blew up on them people yeah, hated well, they, the pizza it was bizarre because the commercials basically the concept behind the commercial was the owner of mcdonald's is standing in front of a camera telling you that their pizza is horrible and they know it and they're going to try <laughs> to fix it yeah it was the, the domino's pizza here uh let me think my oldest is 12 I want to say maybe six years ago, they mm -hmm. changed the recipe out here. And the pizza at Domino's now is rather good, and I have been yeah. known to order it. But you have to get the hand-tossed, and you have to get the robust sauce. 
If you get the straight-up Domino's and don't want to get the Robusto sauce on it, it tastes just like that rubbish pie that it used to have. Are either uh, of I'll, you, I'll sign up on that. Do either <laughs> of you, are either of you old enough to remember the Noid? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God, yes. Avoid I mean, I did my best to avoid him. Yes, yes, avoid the Noid. That's what the thing was. Yeah, that's what it was. So, yeah, there was a Nintendo game where you could yep, play. Oh, my God, there was. It, it, yeah. it was terrible. <laughs> that reminds me, too. Burger King had a video game for a little while, too. It was for the Xbox where you'd race around on little mini crotch, little mini crotch rockets. I've, I've played. They, they had several, They had like a line of video games that you could buy in Burger King. Yeah. I think there were like four of them. There was one that's utterly bizarre called Sneak King. I thought there was. I thought I was yep. just remembering things that weren't real. That was the one where you had to like sneak around and look through windows and stuff like that. Yeah. you had to, Basically, you're playing as a peeping Tom. and. Yep. The goal is to sneak or sneak up on people and make them eat a burger. So you sneak up on them and then you you hand them a burger and if they find you, they don't want anything to do with you. They will they'll chase you out of town. Um, so the idea is to like peep in their windows, figure out their patterns when they're sleeping, when their children are home uh, in the middle of the night, and slip a burger in their pocket. So creepy. Yeah. So going back so to the pizza thing. Okay, so. <laughs> Did they actually have where you were from? They, did they actually have McDonald's pizza, or, or is this something that you're too young to remember? I, I have, I, I really have one, just one vague memory of pizza on the menu. And from my memory of it, it was served by the slice or something. And I could be completely mistaken, but I don't ever remember. Because hmm. you, you can go on YouTube and you can look up commercials from the heyday of McDonald's pizza. And it was like table service that you'd order a pizza, you'd sit down and then they would come and bring it to you on the stand. Um, huh. And they were trying to turn McDonald's into a pizzeria. And there's like a whole history as to why they even tried to do this in the first place. But anyway, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember anybody ever ordering a pizza and it being brought out to them. And I don't remember anybody actually ordering a pizza at all. But I do have a vague memory of seeing a picture of it on the menu, but I could be mistaken. Yeah, we used to get it here. The the pizza plate the the McDonald's in town they had it on the menu for quite a while. It was right around the same time they had the McDLT. Mm-hmm. And the used hot to side order hot, it took, the cool side yeah, cool. Hot side hot, cool side cool. Yep. And they had you ordered it and it took rough it took right around eleven minutes to cook. So when you ordered it, you ordered it, and then they called your number. Mm-hmm. And you went up, and they gave it to you. And it was a personal pizza. It wasn't like – it didn't get any bigger than a personal pizza. It wasn't like a medium or anything. It was just – it was a personal pizza just for you. So it was small. It was like pro- – it was a little bigger than like uh, a Red Baron pizza, that you, the frozen pizzas. Mm-hmm. And they were – it was in a little tiny box, and it, it was good. I mean, it, it, I mean I, I'm in Connecticut, so – we have pizza from all manner. I mean, if, right. if you're in the Connecticut area, in the New, New Haven, New York, that thoroughfare, pizza's good pizza. When you get out of there, it starts getting shittier and shittier the farther away you get. Yeah. For New Haven well, and New York style pizza. I tricked a bunch of strangers on the internet into giving me the money to go to the one of the three McDonald's that still serves pizza. Wait, how did <laughs> you tricked people into giving you money? <laughs> yeah, there's this this website called Kickstarter where oh you can just like, yes, 
tell people yes. to give you money for any stupid idea that you have? That's not a stupid idea, though. That's recent. No, that's the, yeah, that's the whole basis of your show. Like, as I'm listening yeah. to your show, I'm like, is this guy ever going to find his pizza? So, yeah, this is, tell us the story then. Well, I, I went on Kickstarter and uh, I uh, asked people to give me money to go to uh, Pomeroy, Ohio to try pizza at McDonald's because Pomeroy, Ohio is this small town on the border of Ohio and West Virginia, right on the river, the Ohio River, I guess. And the franchise owner there, I guess, just loves McDonald's pizza and refused to ever stop selling it. So Pomeroy has a location that serves pizza. And across the river in West Virginia, there's another town that has another McDonald's that serves pizza. And they're both owned by the same franchise owner. Um, there's also a McDonald's that serves pizza in Orlando, but that doesn't really count because that McDonald's is like a novelty giant truck stop McDonald's that also mm-hmm. has like a pasta bar and stuff like that. And, and also the pizza that they serve is not what is supposed to be original recipe pizza. Like the, when you used to be able to go to any McDonald's and get pizza, it's not the same at, at the one in Orlando, but the one in Ohio they claim to be the original recipe of McDonald's pizza. So uh, I went and I tried it, and it was available in two sizes. There's a regular size, which is about the size of like a frozen pizza you'd get from mm-hmm. the store, like a Red Baron or something. And then there was a personal size, which was like the, you know, the size of like a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. Nice. Um, and I liked it. I thought it was was pretty good for what it is. I'd say it was. Maybe a notch better than a, a Little Caesars Hot and Ready. Um, not quite as good as a as a modern day Domino's. Very nice. cheesy. That the yeah. cheese is on top of the toppings. Yeah, that's the way I remember it too. <laughs> but uh, I'm a little. I mean, so like, there's still a mystery here because many, many, many people have gotten in touch with me to tell me that that does not match what they remember of McDonald's pizza. Really? Um, apparently the original version in a lot of the world, uh, mostly in Canada is where I hear from people because I think it lasted longer in Canada than it did in the United States. But they, every single person agrees that it was not a, um, a, a doughy crust. It was a very crispy crust that was dusted with cornmeal. And that was not my experience at the McDonald's in Pomeroy, Ohio. Huh. See, now, it's funny you say Canada, because I was just going to tell you, if you could get a hold of him, there's a gentleman named Ken Domic, who is a YouTube personality, mm-hmm. and he does a uh, food review. He goes to places, and he eats foods, and he, he reviews the food, and he oh, drove... Oh, I with, this guy. He went with you, his son. Yeah, he went with his son. Yes. I, I, Ken and Ben Domic. I watched the episode. I'm like, yes, this reminds me of my childhood. Yes, they and went to the same... They went to the same McDonald's that I went to, the one in Ohio. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I saw that video before I went. And it's yeah, awesome. I've, I've, I've watched a lot of that guy's videos. I'm, I'm fascinated that somebody can be so successful by just pointing a camera at himself in his car eating fast food. Oh, my God. He's just he I have literally watched. I have watched every episode of his his food eating review. He does a cooking review with one of his boys up in Canada at the tickled toad he owns a a restaurant up there and they make foods at paul's house they try to do like riffs on other um 
it's class it's classier than this you know sitting in <laughs> sitting in your car eating McDonald's off of a off of a plate you know but yeah. I mean every, I watch I've watched all of them he's got a vlog channel I mean the dude it, it it's it amazes me that someone can make as much revenue as he does well yeah well you know what that. I I, I have no room to talk. I make the stupidest podcast in the world, and uh, but it's funny. It's funny. You I mean well, your you. your podcast is funny? I mean, Roe Roe had told me you need to listen to this before we have him on because he had brought it up. Uh, oh yeah, it was either <laughs> last show or the show before last. He had brought up the fact that he wanted to have you on, and I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And I look at the name, and I'm like, really. The McDonald's pizza. What is this going to be like? First episode, I was like, "This dude is hilarious." Deadpan delivery, uh, like it you... reminded me of um, <laughs> not Garrison Keillor. Um, it reminded me of um, what the heck is his name? He's on NPR, and he talk. He has the same cadence that you do on your podcast. And I was like, except this is funny. <laughs> how do you well, I, how do your sponsors feel about the way you do the ads, by the way? I mean, well, right now, right now, my sponsors, uh, that, I, I offer sponsorships. That mattress was yeah. hilarious. Sleep on foam. <laughs> sleep on a foam. I lost it. The guy I work with looking at me like I'm a raving lunatic. I laughed so hard. Well, it's all on a pro bono basis right now. I, I pick products that I love. And I just want to tell people about them. And maybe one day they'll give me money for doing it. Maybe they won't. But what was the one about the razors? The little hairs will grow, but will the razors cut them? <laughs> yeah, we have listened to your show. <laughs> it's just so good. And it's, oh, it's, it's so good the way it's not just the material, it's not just the humor, it's the delivery. Because you do it in a manner that is very uncomfortable. Like when you were it calling the prayer so line, awkward. It's amazing. The episode where you oh. called the prayer line asking for prayer because somebody had stole the cop <laughs> your copy of Willow and that you were going to remote view it and that you see you needed protection to be taken from being taken over by Satan. Yeah. Well. Yeah. There's a whole backstory on the show with me and uh, and my um, Christianity. Uh, I, a while back, I called um, a prayer line just because I had hit a wall in my investigation of McDonald's pizza, and I decided I was going to seek help from above, but I did not know anything about religion, had only the vaguest understanding of what God even was to people, so I called a prayer line to talk to an expert. And, and the uh, guy's like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to keep praying for you. <laughs> yeah. They pray with me, and so now on the show, uh, my character considers himself to be a devout Christian because he called a a prayer line. So oh. when I was trying to figure out how to develop my psychic powers to track down a Willow DVD, which is a whole other thing, um, <laughs> uh, uh, I had I saw on some Christian websites that psychic abilities can open your mind to demonic possession. So I just wanted to cover all my bases. And so I called a, <laughs> another spiritual advisor just to, to make sure I wouldn't be possessed by a demon if I tried to remote you. Okay. Uh, it's, just, well, <laughs> it's so, I mean, you hit you hit gold, man, because I listen to a bunch of podcasts. I've been listening to podcasts, like, right out of the gate. And it, it, every once in a while, you'll come across one that's absurd, 
and it, it holds you for you know like one or two episodes, and then you, it turns kitschy, and it's just it, it's it gets stale. Yeah, yours does not have that. Well, thank I listened you. to the first one, and I want it makes you want to listen to the next one. <clears throat> so, in the same way that people listen to cereal. It makes you want to listen to it, but for a different reason. You're like, this poor man. It's the opposite of a murder. So, okay, going back to you calling all these different McDonald's, you just started calling McDonald's and asking if they serve pizza and getting answers and stuff, and then you eventually called the corporate chain. How far into the corporate chain did you actually get before you ran into a brick wall? Or like, Has McDonald's ever contacted you corporately and said, hey, stop? Or have you actually got an answer from the company at all? This is the thing that that I think has is maybe the secret ingredient that keeps driving this show more than anything else. Uh, it, it, I fully expected to just completely get a logical explanation, and that would be it. I didn't plan on stopping the show once I got a logical explanation, but I figured that's what would happen. But they have been weirdly cagey with me, and I don't think there's necessarily anything nefarious going on, but it's odd how little they want to talk about it and how contradictory all of their explanations are. Are they aware so, of you? I don't know. I've called, I've called their, you know, corporate number a couple of times. I called the, I've called their national like uh, customer service hotline and I've actually called the corporate office in Illinois. And the farthest I've ever gotten is that they tell me I have to email this well, first they tell me I have to call this press number and then they put me on hold and come back and inevitably tell me that they don't have a press number anymore and that I'm going to have to use this email address. And I've emailed it a few times and I've never heard anything. That's as far as I've gotten from McDonald's officially. Did you talk to the store manager or the place down in Ohio when you went down there and said, hey, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing and, and get an interview with him or anything like that? Yeah, well, I, the, so there's the franchise owner whose office I tried to call and couldn't get any response. But the manager of the store there was more than happy to talk to me. And uh, I've talked to a couple of managers there. When I Before I went, I just called them. And the woman that I talked to was, it just, it was pay dirt. She was, could not be happier to talk about it at length. And she told me all about it. She told me it was their, you know, the, the, Number one seller at their location. They love it. She thinks it's better than any other pizza around. She never eats anywhere but McDonald's. Uh, she said that every year the franchise owner has to fight basically with corporate to continue serving pizza. Really? Which that McDonald's that McDonald's also serves um, ice cream, I believe, uh, which is like like hand dipped ice cream, which what? is also not standard. Um, oh, but it wasn't generic there. ice cream here. <laughs> well, soft you know, serve, they did yeah. soft serve and everything. Yeah. But yeah, when I went, well, they weren't selling it when I went, but it was in the winter, so maybe it's seasonal. Um, but yeah, so they, it's like they, it, it's big business there. But they have to but, fight with McDonald's every year to keep it. How do you go about? I, 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 I don't know. Well, like the, so <laughs> the box that you get it, the box that you get it in does not say McDonald's. It's I was like, going to say it's of, it's not printed McDonald's or anything. It's just a generic pizza box. I'm assuming. It's a generic pizza box, and like I said, so many people tell me that it is not, the way I described it is not similar to what they remember, so I don't know where they're getting this pizza from, or if it really is. Yeah, I was going to say, is, is McDonald's supplying them their ingredients or whatever? If that's the case, then 
are they are they how how would they go about doing it if they're not getting their product from McDonald's? Because I can't see corporate McDonald's making pizza supplies just for two restaurants or well three actually if you count Orlando left in the chain. You know. No, which is why I believe that this distributor must be just supplying the exact same pizza to somebody else. Mm. There must be some other chain or something that's serving the exact same pizza. And somebody told me that the pizza at IKEA is the same as the pizza at the Pomeroy Ohio McDonald's. Uh. And I test I tested that and that is that's not true. <laughs> so did IKEA you... pizza is terrible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They're they're good for the very... meatballs and that's about it. No, uh, their hot dogs are good. Don't talk <laughs> shit about their hot dogs. Oh yeah, two you get two hot dogs and a drink for two dollars. That's it. And the cinnamon rolls are fantastic. They are good. Yes, the cinnamon rolls are very good. I haven't tried their boysenberry sauce or whatever the hell that is. Oh, right? that's so good, lingonberry. Yeah, lingon whatever liquorberry something. Um. <laughs> so did you, did you see them actually make the pizza, or does it come just frozen and they throw it into an oven? Because I remember somewhere reading that. They were instructed when they made the pizza to have the oven sitting in a prominent place so guests could actually come in and see their pizza being made in front of them. So Yeah, so that that is that wasn't the case in Ohio. I maybe if I had paid more attention, yeah. Um I could have watched them make it, but I was like trying to grab interviews with people and uh, <laughs> get a good get a good angle for a photo. Um so I, I could have been more observant. Uh but I but they have the the oven is the key to this whole operation. And that's one of the reasons that they give for why they stopped serving it is that it required some kind of special space age oven that McDonald's R and D, uh, <laughs> threw out of there, you know, whatever. I don't know if they have some kind of McDonald's skunk works over mm-hmm. at Lockheed, but, no. um, <laughs> there's like, uh, but they, they developed some kind of oven that was able to cook a pizza faster than any oven had ever cooked a pizza. At that uh, point, it's true. That's exactly true. It so used what, uh, it used convection heat and standard heat, and at the time, that wasn't something that was available. Right. So, so one of the reasons they give for the failure was that it was too expensive for every McDonald's because the pizza ovens were apparently so large that you had to completely rearrange the kitchen mm-hmm. and it required like, big. a total remodeling of the kitchen. And a lot of franchise owners just couldn't afford it. Um, this doesn't hold water for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, the exact same thing is true of breakfast, which is why it took so long for McDonald's to start mm. all day breakfast because they have to have basically two machines doing two different things. Um, and the same is also true of their coffee operation, which they call McCafe. Mm-hmm. Every franchise owner was required to install these giant coffee machines, and they were able to pull it off. So I don't buy that they weren't able to maintain the pizza oven. But they do say another reason they give is that it, even though they had these special ovens that cooked a pizza faster than anybody had ever cooked a pizza, it still took too long compared to everything else at McDonald's. And it was cutting into their uh, efficiency. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, you go to if you go to a Little Caesars, which isn't great pizza, but the kids like it because kids apparently don't have taste buds. But mm-hmm. um, they do pre-cook and they keep it in the warming racks. That's how you can get the, you know, ready on, you know, ready when you walk in pizza. They make a whole bunch of cheese. They make a whole bunch of pepperoni and they keep them in warming cabinets. Like if you uh, when you walk in there. Uh, I, 
I don't know how yours is set up, but we have one the next town over that I go to to get the kids little Caesars when they want it. Mm-hmm. I mean, mind you, the town that I live in has like 25 pizza restaurants. To drive the next town over to get the one that the kids want. But they have, um, they look like upright, um, like refrigerators almost, but they're for heat. And each each section has a slot for a pizza box. Mm-hmm. And it keeps it keeps it hot. So when you go in there, you get the hot and ready. You walk up to the counter and ask for the cheese or the pepperoni, and they just open the thing up, they hand you the pizza, and you're gone. Mm-hmm. McDonald's won't do that. They want to be able to take the pizza out of the oven, fresh, ready for you, instead of just a, here's a pizza. Yeah, well, you know, I I, I wondered about that myself. So I, I did an episode of the show where I called to Little Caesars and asked if there was any reason in their opinion that McDonald's couldn't clone their op- operation and have their pizzas hot and ready, and they said no. Um so maybe it is just, you know, McDonald's is known for their quality yep. and they could not afford for somebody to go into a McDonald's restaurant and get anything other than the absolute best food that you could possibly buy. So <laughs> that I understand. Well, the, the, he's not, he's not wrong. I mean, it, the, McDonald's prides itself on consistency. If you walk into yeah. a McDonald's yeah. here on the East coast and you order a Big Mac, it's going to be exactly the same as the West coast. Yeah. Here in the states, if you order that same Big Mac in Canada, it's different. There's, Which is why they're selling different... a spoon that you now make out of French fries to be able to shove more food in your mouth with food. The fork, <laughs> the fork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the fork. Yes. Yeah, but you can also get poutine at McDonald's in Canada. I wish you could get it here. Yeah, but yeah, also uh, on the way out to Maine, they had uh, McDonald's that had lobster roll sandwiches. Yeah, they have them here too. Yeah, that's it's New England. Say. Yeah, New England. That's it. Yeah, as soon as I got into your part of the country when I was driving out to see you, I was like, all the McDonald's here had lobster roll sandwiches, and they weren't cheap either. They were like, I don't know, six bucks a sandwich, maybe. I don't remember. That's that's cheap. That <laughs> is cheap. If you down the street where they make their their lobster roll sandwich, it's almost twenty bucks. Wow. Yeah, we have a, a there's a a lobster sandwich place down the street from me that that's about that price. Yes. Well, um, but. Yeah, but it's a, that's an interesting point you raised, though, about these regional test market things. Um, there, I've got I heard from a lot of people who say that they remember McDonald's pizza, which they call McPizza, and mm-hmm. it was basically just a pizza hot pocket. It was like the apple pie that you would get at McDonald's, what? but pizza inside of it. And they're correct. This is a I, I, hopefully this will put an end to this, and I can clear this up right here, right now on this show. There was a product called the McPizza that was test marketed in the Midwest, and that's exactly what it was. It no was kidding. basically a pizza hot pocket, but it did not last. It was it was it never went national. So when you talk about McDonald's pizza, there's a difference between McPizza and McDonald's pizza. The actual hmm. pizza was called McDonald's pizza. The McPizza was this pizza hot pocket thing, which in India. McDonald's still serves something similar to that called the Pizza McPuff, which is basically a samosa with pizza ingredients inside of it. Oh, I would love that. Oh, my God. Sounds real good. It's on the top of my my travel list. Yeah, I just just posted something on Facebook. Maybe it was less than a month ago, but I, I watch different shows like i watch only in japan i watch kendomic i watch i watch a lot of food related programs on youtube and one of them was 
uh, foods available around the world for McDonald's that are not available in the United States. And I was just gobsmacked at what they have overseas. I'm like, we eat garbage here. This is garbage. I want this food. But I understand regional would be difficult well, to be able to Well, that's how that Burger King that. Black Bun Whopper thing came about that was out a couple of years ago that churned your poop 17 different shades of green mm-hmm. or something like that. That started overseas. And then they've got the thing over the KFC has the pink chicken sandwiches, I believe, over. Or is it KFC or McDonald's? One of them has a pink pink sandwich of some kind. Oh, it's that's McDonald's. It's a shrimp it's a shrimp patty. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true. And and KFC is starting to serve pizza in certain places that's basically just a flat disc of chicken with oh, pizza toppings. That. Oh, that sounds um, amazing. Yeah, for season 2 of my show, I um received an email from someone who told me that uh Bo Bergdahl, the army soldier who abandoned his post in Afghanistan and was uh held captive by the Taliban for five years, um, uh-huh. actu- actually abandoned his post in search of a pizza that served McDonald's, uh, the, or McDonald's that served pizza. Uh, <laughs> so okay. I've been investigating um, McDonald's locations in South Asia, uh, in the Middle East, all around the world, to see if there is any, and that's how I found out about the Pizza McPuff. But I did discover, this is real, that there are knockoff fast food restaurants all around the world. So, for example, there's a KFC in Afghanistan, but the K in that KFC stands for Kabul. So it's Kabul fried chicken. Oh and But it uses, <laughs> the, it uses the kernel logo. It looks like a KFC, but they'll just serve whatever they want, including pizza. And there's a black market where they purchase the recipes, the real recipes for fast food items. Like, it could be anything. Seriously? If they want to serve... Yeah, so if they want to serve a Whopper, a Whopper, they can buy the actual recipe. If they want the secret herbs and spices, you can buy that on the fast food black market. No or, way. So we could actually, if we wanted to, we could order up Colonel Sanders' special recipe of secret herbs and spices. Somehow. So I'm, I'm trying to work with a fixer. Dark web. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to work with a fixer in Pakistan right now to uh, get to the bottom of this black market. Um, to see if maybe I can track down the original recipe for McDonald's pizza. For real, this isn't this isn't a, a bit. You're seriously trying to do this. It, this oh, is yeah, really yeah. exists. Yeah, this wow. is the thing. The, I keep, despite all my best efforts, I keep actually discovering real information that's somewhat despite interesting. Despite your best efforts. <laughs> <laughs> so, if okay, then how do these then how do these recipes not get posted on the internet? Because information wants to be free. So if somebody's going to buy this black market recipe for for a Whopper or for KFC, that's like that's like that's like the golden that's like the the golden nugget right there is the recipe for KFC's chicken, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how does I, I have so many questions about it, and uh, and and the the last actual reporting I was able to find on it was from two thousand three. Um, so I've gotten in touch with the reporters who originally wrote about it. People who were sta- I think what happened was when the Afghan the war in Afghanistan started, all these reporters were embedded with the military, and they noticed that there were these bootleg fast food places. And at the time, I guess they thought it was interesting enough to look into. But now all of their sources have gone missing. Uh, I don't know. I haven't been able to track down a single one of them. Uh, so I'm still working on it. But if I figure it out, I'll, I'll get back to you. So are you going to do another Kickstarter program to try to go overseas to investigate this stuff? 
I, I can't talk about future plans, but oh uh, man, man! But, but if, right. you, if you do, <laughs> we so, need to know about it. Since we've gotten you this far, let's ask you what the actual legitimate history of McDonald's pizza actually is. I'm assuming by now that you've actually found out what the legitimate actual history of it was. The whole process, because yeah. I remember something you said something in one of your shows about Pizza Hut launching an advertising campaign to try to shut it down and and somebody dying of syphilis or something like that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> take yeah, us on this that, journey. I, I, I will put a pin in the syphilis thing, but I'll tell you this. Um, <laughs> McDonald's, McDonald's in the mid 80s was getting its clock cleaned at dinner time. It was dominant for lunch, but I guess the, the popular conception was that McDonald's food was just not appropriate for dinner. So a lot of other fast food places were really dominating them uh, in the evening hours, including fried chicken places and mostly pizza. So that was like when um, Domino's popped up, Pizza Hut was getting really big, and McDonald's was just desperate to get people into the stores at night, and they were trying a lot of different things. This is also why they started Mac Tonight, if you remember oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A real creepy, creepy commercial with the, yeah, the moon the face moon. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Played by uh, uh, popular creature actor Doug Jones, believe it or was not. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. He's in all the Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro movies. Yeah. You know, but yeah, he played Mac Tonight. And the whole point of that commercial was that, you know, you should come into McDonald's after dark and it's just as good as any other place for dinner. Well, the pizza thing was was to try to break into that dinner market and stop Domino's and Pizza Hut from from their, I guess, I don't know, inexorable path to victory. So that's why they developed it in the first place. But the problem was the amount of time it took to make a pizza. So they had to spend all sorts of money and time trying to create these new pizza ovens. And they did. And they were able to launch it. They launched it at least in the U.S. and Canada. And I'm not 100% sure if they launched it on any sort of wide scale anywhere else. But it was a big deal uh, in the United States. And like I said, it was, I think, an even bigger deal in Canada for whatever reason. Um, But they just couldn't compete. And the reasons vary. You know, sometimes they say it's because it took too long to make. Sometimes they say it was because uh, it was too expensive to retrofit the kitchens. And then sometimes they say it's because they couldn't fit the pizza boxes through the drive-through windows. So yeah, I could see that being a problem. <laughs> I could see that too. Apparently, if you wanted to get a pizza at the drive-through, you'd have to pull up and wait. Yeah, they and, they, they used to have to bring it out to you. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, which is, seems like a problem. Well, I guess you could just turn it sideways, but then you, know, <laughs> you ruin the pie. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, so it didn't it didn't last for whatever the real reason is, which is the whole point of my podcast to figure that out. It didn't last, and um, I don't know. I don't know if now they just don't care about dinner time, or if now like the perception is different, and people will go to McDonald's for dinner when they didn't before, but. That was why they started it in the first place. So what was the thing with Pizza Hut 
and the guy dying from was the guy that died from syphilis from the pizza magazine or was that the guy from Pizza Hut or something? Uh, I, I know I'm I'm stuck on the syphilis thing because it was such an odd thing to add to the story. <laughs> I, may, I may have made that up. Okay, but yes. okay, <laughs> but, but it is ringing a bell. I didn't know what you were talking about at all, and now I've, I'm vaguely remembering this episode. I did a. I did an episode of my show that's a, a parody of another podcast called You Must Remember This, which is about the history of Hollywood. Um, and it's done in the exact same style with the exact same music uh, with me making fun of that person, the host's voice, uh, who uh, really over-enunciates things. And I would say about 99% of it is true. The simplest thing may have been the 1% that isn't. But there was something in there about... Um, somebody who wrote for a, a pizza restaurant trade magazine and there was some kind of strangeness with that but i don't it's it's escaping me right now so, uh, but i did think it was funny that there are, there's a trade magazine for pizza restaurants so did pizza hut actually launch an anti mcdonald's pizza campaign though was that real yes they did they did they were basically just making fun of the very idea of getting pizza from mcdonald's um and saying that you know you would, you know, basically making it seem like it would be like getting anything else from McDonald's, something that's pre-made from Frozen, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it is true that Pizza Hut crusts aren't made from Frozen, or maybe they weren't at the time. I think that was the real sticking point, mm-hmm. um, was that they were just, you know, microwaving your pizza at McDonald's, whereas Pizza Hut is fine, handcrafted. There's a guy in a giant chef's hat tossing dough into the air, um, as we all know, you see when you go into a Pizza Hut. So yeah, definitely. Brings me to this point. Now that you've discovered everything that there is about McDonald's pizza, that it actually did exist, and you've done this vision soul quest to go out and find the stuff halfway across the other side of the country for you, how do you continue doing your show now that it would seem <laughs> like it would come to a logical end? So now, how, where do you go from here? What do you, even even satirical-wise, what do you? how do you do this? <laughs> well, it's um, a big question, I know, but it, I'm dying because you've you've got you found everything. I mean, you've okay. I'm here. I've got the pizza. I've talked to the people outside of of having McDonald's come to you and say, "Hey, cut your shit out." You know, I mean, what what do you do next? Well, so the 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 persona that I adopt uh, as the host of the show is the type of person who will never take yes for an answer. Yeah, we were uh, afraid to interview you. I'll be honest, because we didn't know what we were going to get. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I had a feeling it was a character. I will say we, we that. We were hoping it was a character. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, we share a lot of, of uh, similarities, uh, but we diverge in some places. But he, he's very um, conspiracy-minded. And at the end of the day, um, I still have not gotten a straight answer from anybody. I keep getting conflicting answers. And there's still these mysteries of, like, why does this one place claim to serve original recipe McDonald's pizza, but it doesn't match anybody else's memory. And there are all these tangents that can go on. I keep getting emails from people. Like I got an email from somebody that said that he was stationed at Guantanamo. And many, many years ago at the Guantanamo military base, there was a McDonald's that only served pizza. Um, <laughs> uh, like a few military people have gotten in touch with me because of the whole Bo Bergdahl thing. I was specifically focusing on, mcdonald's at military bases and it seems like there are a few mcdonald's at military bases that served pizza there's a mcdonald's there is apparently some sort of floating 
retail space that went out of business off the coast of Vancouver, some sort of experiment yeah. of putting some kind of tourist attraction on a barge or something. I don't know. Yeah. But there was a McDonald's there and that whole thing was just completely abandoned. And when it was abandoned was during the heyday of McDonald's pizza. So I believe there may be a ghost McDonald's off the coast of Vancouver that still has all the pizza paraphernalia in it. Yeah, because um, while we were talking, I've been searching fiercely online trying to find anybody who has old McDonald's pizza ovens for sale, and I can't find anything. I can't find any reference to old – because you'd think, okay, it didn't, it didn't work. They have to get rid of that equipment somehow. You know, or, you know, what do they do, send it back to the company or just throw it out? Yep. No, yeah, it's all high dollar. I mean, you, I've got on eBay and looked for just like advertising materials, like signage and stuff like that. And yeah. uh, the little that's there is is uh, is pretty expensive. So there, I don't know, maybe there's a collector market or something. So there's all that, and uh, you know, specifically about McDonald's pizza. And then every now and then I'll get sidetracked on a different investigation because now I'm like I'm a seasoned journalist. Um, <laughs> and so like the other day I went to my local library to try to find a copy of the movie Willow on DVD and the computer system said it was there, but it couldn't be found on the shelf. So I had to spend a few episodes looking into that. Who stole the (laughs) DVD of Willow from my local public library? Because nobody, nobody, despite, despite the fact that I asked them to, my library refused to open a criminal investigation or even file a police report. So... There was that. And then most recently, Mm. I don't know if you guys heard, but Donald Trump fired the director of the FBI. And so now the whole investigation into his ties with Russia is in jeopardy. So that's my next project, just getting to the bottom of that. Um, Good luck with that. Yeah. (laughs) That should be funny. So, yeah. So I'm I'm about to uh, go to Washington, D.C. to uh, see what I can uncover. So nice. Before we got started here, I asked you if there were any other items from yesteryear that were removed from fast food chains that you remember or don't remember anything along those lines. Do you have any that popped into your head? Because if not, I can throw a couple at you. Well, the one that that everybody talks about and that I've kind of been fascinated with is the Wendy's salad bar. Yep, or the super Wendy's bar. super bar. Yep, super bar. Missed that. Yep. Which yeah, seems, that was. Uh, I mean, I. I clearly remember that. I was definitely around when the super bar was there. I remember going to Wendy's. I think my, started, was like my uh, mom's go-to thing. That started in 1988, and Wendy's had decided, and I don't know why I know this, but Wendy's decided that they wanted to get into the whole mega bar thing because all the restaurants like Ponderosa and Sizzler and all mm-hmm. these other places were getting into it, so they decided that they wanted to get into it. So for a whopping two ninety nine, you could serve yourself anything that wasn't, if, if, if it wasn't cooked in the back kitchen, you could get it at the super bar. And their super bar had, uh, it, had a, it had a Mexican fiesta bar on it, so you could go up and make like mm-hmm. tacos. It had a pasta bar, and then it had a garden salad bar. And then eventually they whittled that down to just the garden salad bar, so you could just go and get the salad, and that was it. There was no Fiesta bar or anything left, and then eventually they just got rid of it. So that was legit. I remember that being a big thing. I even remember the commercial for it. Mm. Um, remember Roy Rogers? Yeah, I do remember They had Roy the Rogers. Fixins bar, mm-hmm. and yeah. Roy Rogers are all gone. The last one closed up here in uh, – New England, at least you can. I think there's still one in Maryland. Because my sister-in-law goes down to visit her family, and she keeps taunting me when she goes down there. Yeah, there was a there was a dark period in American history where the hardest working employee at any restaurant was a sneeze guard. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Do either of you remember the Pizza Hut Triple Decker Pizza? Yep. Mm, that's ringing a bell, but I don't remember exactly what it was. It was kind of a Chicago deep dish pizza where it would have like pizza on the bottom and they would put like a crust in the middle of it and they would make another pizza on top mm-hmm. of that. And then they would make <laughs> another pizza on top of that. So it was this like triple layer deep dish Chicago style monster pizza. pizza. Yeah, it was a pizza wow. cake, which we actually do have a place around us called Pizza Popolis that still makes something like that, but it's just a deep dish Chicago style pizza. It doesn't have pizza within pizza within pizza, mm. which is probably a stoner's like greatest dream right there. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. So, oh, you can't <laughs> tell me if you when you're high. Oh man, I could go for a triple decker pizza. I didn't right now. eat a lot when I was high, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds good. I could go for that right now. And I also remember McDonald's used to have something called a salad shaker, which yes. I enjoyed. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they did. It was in the same container that the um, the uh, the parfait's in. It's a little bigger. Yeah, it was just a plastic cup with salad in it, and you'd pour the dressing in, and then you'd shake yep, it up. Yeah, yep. and it worked. It worked great. You yep. would think the dressing wouldn't be able to get all over the salad, but it worked perfectly. To this day, that's what I do. If I get a salad in one of those like, you know, pre-made like plastic containers, I yep. pour the dressing on it, I put the lid on it, and I shake the shit out of it. Yep. There was also the uh, McDonald's McJordan sandwich you guys yep. either remember the mcjordan yep remember that it was basically a quarter pounder with cheese with bacon on it and barbecue sauce and um i we forgot to talk about this in one of our episodes the the um little mcjordan barbecue things were selling on ebay for i think like nine thousand or eight thousand dollars for what? a little packet of mcjordan barbecue Whoa. sauce yeah well we were talking before like mcdonald's is for a brief little while this last year they released those um thousand island sauces and their fish sauce and they were selling Max like mad yeah the mac sauce they were selling like oh, crazy yeah. on ebay well now they're releasing them to the their public and grocery stores but only in canada so yep. now I'm hearing word of a black market of people that are going to Canada to buy the sauces and smuggle them into America. And I'm not lying or exaggerating on this. There is actually some kind of a black market thing in the works, which also it goes both ways because they don't have whole, not yeah, whole foods. They don't have whole foods in Canada. There's a guy that goes to America and buys all kinds of whole food stuff, takes it back to Canada and sells it out of a little rinky dink shop. And he won't call it whole foods. He'll call it like old foods or mole foods. And he, <laughs> he keeps changing the name of the place because whole foods keeps serving him cease and desist orders to stop, to stop, to change the name or whatever. But he brings it back and he sells it for more than he bought it for. And people in Canada buy the shit. Um, and then uh, there was also a, um, not to be outdone. There was a Larry bird, uh, big 33, mcdonald's sandwich that they had for a little while don't remember that and i'm i mean i'm close to boston now neither of you guys are gonna remember this because i'm older than both of you but at the, a long time ago way way back in the days of yore taco bell had something called a bell beefer and this was essentially mm-hmm. everything that was on the taco bell taco but on a hamburger bun so you could go in and order oh, yeah. a taco burger they only had like five things on their menu at the time like pennos and cheese enchiladas you know tacos of course and so we didn't even have the we, taco bell didn't get out here until i was 11 or 12 mm-hmm. oh wow so yeah 30 a, years ago there's a local uh mexican fast food chain in my hometown that still has what they call the taco burger which is exactly that it's just taco fillings inside a hamburger bun I would eat that. That's pretty good. And then there was the uh, ribs at ribs at Burger King. Don't ever remember which that. Which nobody hot seems to remember. Burger, or hot dog at uh, McDonald's. They have McDonald's hot dogs at Burger dogs. King up here. They do have. Yeah, hot they don't dog. have them here. Yeah, they oh no, they did. Here. They just brought them back. 
Yeah. They brought him back last summer. They had a chili dog, and there's some other one that they got. But you can get, I, told, I remember going to work saying, Burger King has hot dogs, and people are like, that sounds gross. And I'm like, you go it's there, good. get a burger, but you won't get the it's, – it's the same thing. It's a hot dog cooked on a grill. What's so weird about that? People up here it's, are just having a hard time. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I've had them. I think they I like they, they do kind of taste like like what you'd get at a cookout. Yeah. Yeah. They have that yeah. that that smoky ass quality to them. Okay. Now, McDonald's fajitas. Do either of you remember those? Yep. Yep. I no. still think they make the breakfast burritos though. I think the one Yeah, they still make the breakfast burritos. But yeah, I remember the fajitas. Yeah, they had chicken McDonald's had chicken fajitas for a little while. Um, what was another one? Uh, yeah, they had the ribs at Burger King. The ribs were like, I think, like they, I think they went up to twelve dollars, and they quit selling them because it was uh, a, nope. maybe seven dollars. It was a little box, so like seven bucks, and you get like four ribs or five ribs and a little package of barbecue sauce on the side. And they were here and gone. And I remember walking like to order them. Yeah, well, I remember walking in to order them, and it was like it was really expensive. And I think I got them once, and they were really dry, and they were like here mm. and gone. And they said they couldn't make them anymore because. It was just too much of a pain to, to keep them, to cook them. It took too long. It's too expensive, and the ribs are very dry. Now, Well, ribs ribs are back in a big way in the fast food world because I saw, I think Arby's now has is doing a rib sandwich, and maybe Hardee's slash Carl's Jr. is doing one too. Um, well, they are but, doing the Meat Monster now, if you know what the Meat Monster is. Yeah, but it's smoked. The new one's mm. smoked. The uh, That new campaign, We Have the Meats. Oh, okay. I, well, I, I just I feel like every now and then there's just like they put too much of one kind of meat on the boat to America, and every <laughs> fast food place just has yeah, right. example. <laughs> I'm um, I, bust out a horse burger. Yeah, like I, I, I like it was a few years ago, like every every restaurant in the world was doing some kind of tilapia thing. Like they couldn't get rid of tilapia fast enough. Uh, we didn't have that um, up here. No. no. No, we had the double either. downs up here. If you guys remember those, the chicken yep, you sandwich. You still from, get them. Yeah, we you don't get them up here. I remember going to Canada though. Canada's got it right because I remember going to Canada and going to Taco Bell, and they had instead of Nacho Supremes, they had Fry Supremes, which was everything you get on a Nacho Supreme, but it was on French fries instead of corn chips. Yeah, but you can get fries at any Taco Bell there. Yeah, but that was their thing up there. That was their big thing, and they had some kind of super amazing sandwich, and I don't remember what the hell it was. It was massive, and I can't remember that either. But. It, it, yeah, it depends where you go in the world and stuff. Regional stuff is different everywhere, which kind of bums me out because some of that regional stuff I kind of want to have here. You know, I want to have the not the nacho supreme fries here. I don't yeah. even smoke weed, and I was like, man, if I did smoke <laughs> weed, this would be bad. Like we've got a Del Taco here, which we've got two over two or three of them in Michigan finally. And I have to admit, I, I could probably I, I could probably die of some bad disease by their fish tacos. I could just walk in and order like twenty five of them and die. But oh yeah, that's. I don't know if you've got Del Taco out where you're at. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, we. Uh, that's like nothing but Del Tacos out here. Yeah, we don't I'm, have them here. We got like three of them here, and then Jack in the Box. We used to have Jack in the Box in Michigan, but I'm told you guys only have them on the West Coast now. We ain't got them here. Yeah, we still got them. Yeah, the Jack Jack in the Box is interesting because the menu is way too big. Like it's kind of they got disturbing. everything. They've it's got... very suspicious that they're able to have that many things. Yeah, they've got one down in Ohio. That's that's about two and a half, three hours away from me. It's the only one that I know of that's on this side of the United States, and they've got like tacos and pasta and burgers and it's really. How do they stay viable? I don't know. Uh, that's what you're saying. If there's one thing that I could bring back, and you were talking about something like uh, the Michael Jordan thing, it made me think of it because there have been every now and then they'll do some sort of like movie tie-in. 
sandwich. Are you going to say the Batman Forever McDonald's burger? Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. How did I know? That's hilarious. <laughs> the superhero burger. There was the promotional item for Batman Forever. It was on a like How a long bun. It was so good. I mean, it's it's what was it? It was like nothing. It was like just a cheeseburger on a long bun. It had three patties on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it was just like a cheeseburger with lettuce and tomato. But there's something about three patties on a rectangular bun. It doesn't just make any sense. Throws you perfect. off. Well, McDonald's did have onion nuggets for a little while, too, though. That's another one I forgot about. What? Yeah, they had onion sure. nuggets. We didn't have any here. Yeah. Um, sure. They regionally experimented with fish nuggets, but mm. those didn't work out. I can't Correct. imagine why. Correct. Well, we're going to let you go in a second because we've had you on here for about an hour now. So I, I got to ask you again, what is – you said you can't talk about future plans, but I got to ask you about future plans because I, I don't know what you're going to do now because you've, you've pretty much busted the secret history of McDonald's Pizza, and that is what your show is, unless you're just going to carry on and continue using the name, where is McDonald's Pizza? And is, is, um, that well, seems to be the plan? Anything's possible, but I, I can tell you for sure that the, it's not ending anytime soon. And uh, there's lots of um, stupidly um, ambitious things coming in the future. Awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) Mixed spaghetti. That's the other one I forgot about. Mixed spaghetti. What? Mixed spaghetti. It was in the 1970s. It was mixed spaghetti. It was called mixed spaghetti. Oh, you know who ate that? Um, It wasn't Ken. And Uh, it came in a plastic. Oh, God. It came in a a little styrofoam, non-biodegradable one. So I'm sure there's still some. They still make them. Yeah, they still have it. Overseas, I think it's it's. Uh, the, I know in like Southeast Asia, they still have mixed yeah, spaghetti. Like there's the a guy on. There's a YouTuber named Furious Pete, and he does food challenges and stuff like that. And he did a tour of these great eating places. You know, like these mo- the yard, two yard by four yard pizza. He ate the whole damn thing. But he stopped at a McDonald's and he was showing everybody the Mick spaghetti on his on wow. his channel. I guess it is still around then. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, you've, you're still going to continue on doing what you do. And, uh, you know, go ahead and give out the web information, how people can find your show and anything you want to promote or whatever. This is your chance to throw it out there. Oh, great. Well, I mean, it's just anywhere you get your podcast. Just search for uh, whatever happened to Pizza at McDonald's. I'm on Twitter. Uh, the Twitter name is Pizza at McD's. And... Um, same for SoundCloud and everything else. So, yeah, Twitter is probably the best place to go other than just iTunes or Google Store or wherever you get your podcast. Since this has been made public that you're doing this, is your, how, is your podcast growing? Are, are your numbers coming in and are people finding you and everything? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's more successful than it has any right to be. <laughs> it's more successful <laughs> than it has any right to be. <laughs> Dude, it's a good show. Oh. Uh. All right, Brian, we're going to let you go, but uh, hang around for one second after I get done recording. So uh, thank you for coming on here and talking to us. This has been a lot of fun. I'm so glad that we didn't talk to a lunatic because I was really worried that we were going to be talking to a lunatic and I didn't know how well this show was going to go. Um, (laughs) I'm so relieved that you're actually a a normal down-to-earth person. Uh, I admire your determination for your quest to pull this off and and dust this off and bring it back out of the archives to educate people about McDonald's pizza. I'm not really sure why I'm so thrilled about that, but I think it's cool. <laughs> so do well, I. Thanks. And we appreciate you being here. It's been a whole lot of fun, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. It's awesome.
Want to get in contact with the show or listen to back episodes? It's easy. Go to www.projectarchivist.com. On the right side of the page, you'll find links to our archives, as well as links on how to get onto our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. If you want to leave a voicemail for us, it's 734-681-0459. Yes, we do listen to all of them. Or if you want to talk to Lobo directly, you can call 203-212-9975. Yes, that will in fact put you in touch with his cell phone. If he's available, he will take your call and talk to you. If you're just looking to send us an email, you can do that at projectarchivist at gmail.com. Don't forget to look for us on iTunes under the podcast section, or you can stream us right to your phone with the Stitcher Android app for free. Hey, this is Nock from the Geek Yogurt Podcast. Tune in every week as we discuss movies, TV, comics, and video games. We are on Podbean, iTunes, Satchel, or on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Yogurt Podcast and weigh in on our weekly topics. Rising from the depths of a state called Michigan, two inebriated dorks prepare their plan for intergalactic domination. Mixing their extensive knowledge of geek culture with their insatiable thirst for alcohol, these two man-children bring you a show like you've never heard before. They will tell you tales from faraway lands and have you questioning their taste in beer. But make no mistake, friend, for the best coverage of your favorite comics, films, and TV shows, there's no better source for you to get your fix. So listen up, strap in, and prepare yourself as Jake and Tom conquer the world. That went so much better than I was afraid it wouldn't go. Yeah, he was good. Because I didn't know if we were going to, I didn't, I legitimately didn't know if he was a character or if that was how he actually was. Because if, if you people have listened to his podcast, to fully understand the scope of what we were going into, just listen to, I don't know, two episodes, maybe three. Pick an episode and just listen to it. He yeah. has such a strange deadpan, almost uncomfortableness, especially I when he calls it. people. It's like, it's, it'll be easier you for me to listen to. McDonald's pizza? Well, what was the, who did he, he called somebody, mm. he called the private investigator and he wanted to get them to investigate what happened to McDonald's pizza. And they're like, yeah, we charge like $350 an hour. And he's like, how about $3 and 50 cents an hour or something like that. <laughs> and when he calls these people and trolls him, he's, he's in character completely and totally the whole time. The yep. whole show is completely in this character. So up until now, we didn't know that that was a character. Go and listen to, just listen to one episode. Just go to his website and listen to whatever happened to McDonald's pizza. Just pick an episode and listen to it, and you'll get the full understanding of how we weren't really sure what we were going to get when we interviewed this guy at all. Yeah. <laughs> Turned out all right. Because I, I broke the golden rule, and I went into the Facebook page and said, we're going to be interviewing this guy, and the golden rule is never talk about what you're going to have on the show because the guest always bails out on us when we do that. And I broke the golden rule, which you put the angry face when I did it, and then yep. I posted on Facebook tonight, we may or may not be interviewing a lunatic before we go on the air tonight. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> do you hear a whistling when I talk? My nose is whistling when I breathe in. Okay, no? then. Okay. No, okay. I didn't. Now okay. I will. Moving. 
Esteban, that's who that's who sent me the message saying, "Is everything okay on the show?" Esteban. Well, we're using a different recording program now, and it's far more sensitive, and my it just picks everything up. Which people probably hear my dog barking in the background every once in a while, or my incredibly Share. squeaking all of the time now, which I cannot prevent. Mm. It sounds like you know a bad bed in a hotel room next to you, which you may or not be into listening at night when you're in a hotel. Okay, so anyways, let's move along. <laughs> moving on to the Paul story. We have a listener out of Pennsylvania, Paul, longtime listener, and he was up in my neck of the woods. He was up in Detroit for various schooling and training for his job. So I got to go and hang out with Paul. Now, there's one thing that I love more than anything about this show is being able to actually go out and meet up with actual listeners of the show. It's one of the coolest things in the world for me. And for whatever reason, he was like, I'm going to be in your part of town. Let's go hang out or whatever. Now, me and Paul, as many of you people know, I am a home brewer. I am a, uh, a big brewer of mead. I've talked about it many times. And every once in a while, I make beer. My beer is really, really bad. So I don't talk about my beer. I just make <laughs> it to drink it. And I only drink what I make. And by no means am I an alcoholic or a lush or anything like that, because that's pretty much all I drink is what I make. So I don't, when people meet me, hey, let me try some of your beer. I'm like, no, my beer sucks. Here, try my mead. My mead's very good. So uh, Paul's like, yeah, let's meet up. So here's the Paul story, um, what I can tell of it. Um, Paul contacts me. I go out to where he's at, which is about an hour away from where I live. And I meet Paul for the first time. Paul is a very, very cool, very fun-loving, nice guy, but he's very intense. But he's very intense and like, he's just a very intense guy, but he's a nut job. Love you, Paul. So I get to the hotel, and I I brought him the original Project Archivist T-shirt, the first one we ever have made. When when Jeff Ritzman gave us the new artwork and all that stuff, I made a T-shirt out to test and see how it would print. And I wore it a couple of times, and I got a couple of stains on it, and it shrunk up a little bit, so it didn't quite fit me. I may or may not be fat. I am fat. That's why it didn't fit me. So I went Whoa. to the hotel, and I'm like, here, Paul, here's here's a Project Archivist shirt. It's an old school one. You know, this is the first one. And he, like, reaches around. He's a very tall, slender guy, and he looks like a Viking. He looks like like dark, like Drago or whatever from Game of Thrones and meets Thor or meets a Viking or something. He looks like he just walked off of the set of Vikings. So he kind of reaches up and says, I will wear this now. And he, like, rips off his shirt from the back and throws it down to where I see this, like, tattooed clan man just clad with tattoos everywhere like we must sacrifice a virgin tonight in the name of our holy god thor um and puts the t-shirt on goes i will wear this and we shall go out come Greg grabs me says we must take a picture and he takes a picture which is the picture i posted on facebook of him i'm like hi you know and he's like rock and roll you know so that he's like, let's go and let us let us go and, and drink tonight. I, I shall buy us alcohol and I shall buy you dinner. And I'm like, well, I don't want to drink a lot because I'm driving and, I, you know, I have rules that I follow when I'm out. No, come on, let's go. So I take him to where they had Mead Fest last week. It's a Mead place. And we go there and we walk in. They have gaming night and stuff. And I'm like, well, this is, you know, the place that I go to buy my mead. You know, when I actually go and buy real mead, this is where I come. They make all kinds of flavor. Yes, I will take a, you know, a thing where we have multiple glasses of mead. So he sits down and he starts drinking mead and somebody calls him and he's like, humans! And he picks up his phone and he shoves it into the air and he's got somebody on the screen and he's like, humans, address this person by saying hello. And everybody in the place is like, um, hello, blah, blah, blah. He's like, now I'm going to walk around and show what this meadery looks like to the person that's on, on the phone. And I'm like, oh boy, you know. <laughs> then he comes and sits back down and I'm like, all right, you know, so he starts drinking all the mead. He's like, you must drink more mead. And I'm like, I'm, I, I will drink a little bit of mead. Okay. So I will now, I want to go to this German restaurant, which is nearby and I shall give you directions to this restaurant. We shall go to this restaurant. We shall eat German food. I'm like, all right. So, well, 
we were off of Eight Mile Road, and the movie Eight Mile was based off of Eight Mile Road in Detroit. Go figure. Uh, south of Eight Mile Road, bad part of town. North of Eight Mile Road, much better, much cooler area. This location that he wanted to go to was in bad part of Eight Mile Road area. And we're driving, and we're driving, and buildings start getting worse, and, and the hookers start coming out, and, and they look mean, and they had Adam's apples, and probably would kill us. And I'm like, I don't really want to go here, Paul, because I'd like to have a car when I come out. Fortunately, German restaurant was closed. He's like, okay, well, we do not have to eat here because the restaurant is closed. Take me to a place where we can imbibe and more alcohol and eat more food. I'm exaggerating a little bit. I'm like, all right, yeah, let's go. So we're driving. We're going to go back to the nicer part of town. Paul pulls out his phone and finds some other crazy brewery I've never heard of. We must go to this place. And it is called Kian Kam Kianikal or whatever the heck it is. And I'm like, all right. So we go to this place and we walk in there and he's like, I am here to consume alcohol. Let us sit down and drink more alcohol. Okay. So I'm like, I can't drink a whole lot. I got, you can drink all you want. I'll take you around town and stuff. Nonsense. We must go to all you can eat Chinese restaurant after this. It's like 11 o'clock at night now. There's not. Chinese buffets open in the area and I'm like Paul it's it's kind of it's it's not five o'clock it's like 11 15 or something like that well let us order food from here so we order up all this you know we order up a giant pretzel and an eight inch pizza and a meat and cheese tray and he's just ordering stuff and ordering stuff and then he shoves this glass of of mead or wine or, or beer under like literally into my nose under my nose and it's like smell that smell that do you not smell oak and essence of orange and a little bit of citrusy flavors and it's kind of deep robust i'm like yeah this is great paul it's, it's fantastic i love this stuff drink more i can't drink anymore nonsense i shall get you more beer to go and that was what paul was very very cool guy um i loved him to death he was very cool but he's i learned that you don't meet Paul. You experience Paul. Paul and is a force of nature. Paul is a force of nature. And he was very cool. And it was a lot of fun. And it was really neat. But we did this whole whirlwind trip of like northern Detroit area, like Ferndale and blah, blah. And Denny, one of our listeners, is like, where are you at? I live by there. And I've always wanted to meet up with Denny anyways. But we just couldn't do it. And he was like, we need to go here and there. And I'm like, no, I got to take you home, Paul, because I've got like an hour and a half drive after I drop you off to get back home and stuff like that. Okay, I understand. Well, I must buy alcohol for you to take home and you can consume it there because it has been such an honor and a pleasure <laughs> to meet you. And, and you and Lobo are great. And I really enjoy the show. And, and I really enjoy this T-shirt. This T-shirt is nice. He was kind of like Drax the Destroyer from Guardians of the Galaxy meets a Viking warrior. and But a very, very incredibly cool. You know, he was like that woman at the counter. She is made up. She is fake. We should laugh at her. Turn around and laugh at her. I'm like, no, Paul. I'm not going to turn around and laugh at her. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that That's is Paul. the story of meeting listener Paul. Um, Paul, I hope you're out there and I hope you hear this. And I did have a good time. And thank you very much for it. It was it was definitely a very fun and memorable and enjoyable experience. And, uh, you know, I did tell him about plans that we would like to try to pull off in the future. And he's insistent. He's like, yes, you must contact me about these plans and we will meet together again in another state down the road if we ever pull this off. So anyways, that's cool. the Paul story. Um, that's pretty much everything I could think of to come up with. Um, I do have another Patreon episode. I'm not sure if I mentioned this last show. I was on an episode, I was on actually two episodes of Where Did the Road Go, where Soraya just said, you know what, you've got a topic, come on the show, 
talk about it. He more or less let me take over where did the road go. And it was a fairly serious show. I didn't do any real joking around. From what I understand, he's got listeners that are like, I hate Rojan, don't have him on the show. But he also has listeners that are like, yeah, I like <laughs> Rojan, have him on the show. And I'm like, well, why did they not like me? I don't know. Maybe it's because you joke around a little bit or whatever. And I'm like, oh, so... Fortunately, we were talking about a serious topic, and I didn't joke around very much because it was very serious to me. Then, So he let me on there to run that show for maybe two hours, and then we did a joint Patreon episode together continuing on afterwards. So Patreon people, I do have another episode dropping very soon that was recorded on Word of the Road Go, and it was about the use of drugs for – I don't remember if I mentioned this, so I apologize if I did. But it was about the use of psychedelics in regards to spiritual and religious experiences. And the point that I was trying to make was, well, how do you know you're actually having a religious experience as opposed to just a psychedelic or hallucinatory experience? What differentiates that? Why should I? This isn't something that I want to do or need to do, but why would I want to do this? And the episode that we recorded to that, which is going to be free, and that'll be on Where the Road Go when it drops. I'll make mention of when it actually is out on the Facebook page or maybe in Twitter, where I was on there and we were talking about... um, the two there was Aaron David and the guy that was on here recently about the whole binding Trump thing about they're both practitioners of magic, but they also identify with being Christians. And I said, those are two flavors that don't go together. How does this work? Mm. And that was what that episode was about. And I was trying to get a hold of you before I went on, or I was hoping that you were listening to it or whatever, so I could get guidance from you as to where to go. And then after I thought about it, you'd have been like no, because you've come from a crazy, wacky, religious cult of some kind or another, so you would have probably had a different insight to it than I did. So maybe that wouldn't Possibly. have worked out. But anyways, so um, I am babbling, and uh, we're going to call this good. We're going to call it a show. Please stop bugging me about Gary Patterson. We will get him back on. I promise. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm actually really going to try hard now to get him on within the next month or so because so many people – Enjoy really? that episode. Yes, I. I, I that's sh- soon. I yeah. I shit you not. I get I get somebody at least once or twice a day saying, "Dude, that episode was phenomenal. You need to get him back on." Because we didn't. I, people are actually going to the library. Uh, Arnie, I believe, went to the library and rented the rented actually just rented the book. Uh, take a walk on the wild side or whatever. And we also didn't touch on the whole Paul is dead thing, which uh, Gary was a big part of, you know, he, I think Mm. he was the one that actually brought about that mythos. And then there was other stuff we didn't get to talk about that. We, we, we easily could do another two hour show with him off top of our head. So I will, I promise to promise to God, I will get this guy back. This is just something that I am definitely going to do. I were said, we're going to get this guest back on and we never hear from him again. Gary wants to come back on. I want to have Gary back on. You want to have Gary back on. I think it's probably one of the most popular shows we've done thus far. We will have Gary back on again. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I will. I will contact him within the next two days and say, can we set up a date next month? Anyways, I am done. This is Rojan. Peace out from the D. This is Lobo from Connecticut. My brain hurts. I don't know. All right. Uh, Take care, folks. Peace. Bye-bye. I don't know. Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. Tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say. Mother, mother, can you keep them in the dark for life? Can you have them from the wedding
Turn 